Some years ago, a doctor, a lawyer, and a preacher went deer hunting. And when they got out there, a buck crossed their path and all three of them shot. And the deer fell. And this created a problem because they started debating about who shot killed the deer. And it was an intense argument. The game warden came up said, fellas, what's, what's the problem? Said, we need to find out who shot killed the deer. And the game warden said, hold it, just one second. And he went over, <clears throat> looked at the deer, came back and said, the preacher shot the deer. He said, wait a minute, how, how can you tell so fast? He said, because the bullet went in one ear and right out the other. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I trust that will not be our experience today. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for inviting us to your house. Pray that you would remove from our minds any interferences, blockages, interruptions, and help that we will focus upon you and your word find a lodging place in our hearts. In Christ's name, amen. amen. I'm reading from the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 19. And the word says, Revelation chapter 19, as I talk with you on the four hallelujahs. And I heard what seemed to be loud voices of a great multitude in heaven. Did you know a lot of people are going to be saved? Millions upon millions of people are going to be in the kingdom. And I believe many of us right here are going to be a part of it. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that there's, there will be so many people in heaven, you can't even count. Multiplied millions from every nation, tongue, and people. The word goes on to say, a loud voice in heaven crying, hallelujah. Salvation and glory and power belong to our God for his judgments are true and just, for he has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality and has avenged on her the blood of the servants. Once more they cried out, Hallelujah. The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. And the 24 elders and four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who was seated on the throne saying amen hallelujah and from the throne came a voice saying praise our God all you his servants you who fear him small and great then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude 
like the roar of many waters and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder crying out, Hallelujah. For the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice, exalt, and give him the glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. There are two words that are the same in all languages. They are amen and hallelujah. Amen is a word of agreement to the word of God. When amen occurs at the beginning of a sentence, it simply means truly. When it comes at the end of the sentence, it means so be it, or I agree. The word hallelujah literally means praise God. You will not find the word hallelujah in the Old Testament, except in the Psalms, which is called uh, from Psalms 106, scattered throughout to 150, which is called the Hallelujah Psalms. You will not find the word hallelujah in the New Testament, except in Revelation chapter 19. This is the only time it is found in the New Testament. It is as if God meant it to be the final celebration when the redeemed gather in the kingdom. The final celebration of Jesus over Satan. The final celebration of righteousness over evil. The final celebration of God's truth over the devil's lies. The final celebration when the redeemed from every nation stand on the sea of glass and sing the song of Moses and the Lamb. One of these days, we are going to have a celebration. And it's important for us to know as Christians that the word hallelujah is not a denominational word. It did not originate in a church. It did not originate on earth. It originated in heaven. The Bible lets us know that hallelujah is a heavenly word. And there are four hallelujahs that I would like to bring to your attention today that I think it's vital for our Christian development as well as our future hope. And the first hallelujah that I would like to mention is the hallelujah of being a part of the first resurrection. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 6, Blessed and holy is he that hath part 
in the first resurrection. On such, the second death hath no power. Now, my brothers and sisters, I, I try to counsel young people as I have my own. Stay in school. Get your high school diploma. Go to college. Get a college degree. Go to graduate school. And when you finish, get a good job. If you want to have a nice car, get a nice car and drive around, a nice apartment. But whatever you do, don't be a fool and miss out on the first resurrection. The word says, blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, first resurrection. In the game of baseball, you can make an error in the first inning. As a matter of fact, you can even strike out in the first inning and have an opportunity to make it up in the second inning or the third throughout the eighth. But when it comes to spiritual things, if you miss the first resurrection, there is no second resurrection to make it up. If you miss out on the first resurrection, there is no second chance. The word says, blessed are they that have part in the first resurrection. Ellen White says in the book, Great Controversy, pages, page 645, speaking of the first resurrection, all blemishes and deformities are left in the grave. The mortal, corruptible form, devoid of comeliness, once polluted with sin, becomes perfect, beautiful, and immortal. Little children are born by holy angels to their mother's arms. Friend, long separated by death, are united, never more to part. And with songs of gladness, ascend together to the city of God. The redeemed shout, hallelujah, as they move onward toward the new Jerusalem. She goes on to say, we all entered the cloud together and were seven days ascending to the sea of glass. And as the chariot wheels rolled upward, the wheels cried holy, and the wings as they moved cried holy, and the retinue of holy angels around the cloud cried holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. And the saints in the cloud cried glory, hallelujah. I don't know about you, 
but I can't miss being in that first resurrection. And if it is your desire by the grace of God to be a part of the first resurrection, let me hear you say hallelujah. hallelujah. The second hallelujah that I want to mention is the hallelujah of being free from the power of sin. The Bible says in Romans 5 verse 12, wherefore as by one man sin entered the world and death by sin, so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Sin is the cause of every teardrop of sorrow in our lives. Sin is the cause of every burden of grief. Sin is behind every broken home and broken life. Sin robs man of his highest good. Sin keeps man from his better self. Sin renders a man unholy, undone, unprotected, unfit, unhealthy, unworthy, unclean, unfair, unwise, unacceptable, unsettled, unrighteous, unreliable, unsightly, unsound, unsafe, unclothed, unruly, wrong, wretched, reckless, rejected. Sin is a terrible thing that has affected this world. But the word says in Nahum 1.9, sin shall not rise up the second time. God is going to get rid of sin. One of these days it's going to be eradicated. It's going to be eliminated. It's going to be annihilated, exterminated, extirpated. It's going to be liquidated, obliterated, and expunged, and rooted out, and rubbed out, and stuffed out, and snuffed out, and stamped out, and swept out, and wiped out. I look forward to the day when sin will be no more. If that's what you look forward to, let me hear you say hallelujah. The day is going to come when, when, when sin will be wiped out and all of the angels and all of the redeemed and all of the universe and the multiverse of unfallen creatures will recognize no more sin and declare hallelujah. Wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. In Christ there is forgiveness, in Christ there is mercy, in Christ there is grace, saving grace, in Christ there is inner cleansing, in Christ there is purification and justification and sanctification and consecration. Thank God for Jesus. It's going to be over one day. When I lived, when my wife and I lived in, in Georgia, every now and then we would go to the Braves game. And we watched the Braves. And it used to always amaze me as we anticipated certain sections of the Braves game. And I would be in one section and you look across that stadium and all of a sudden it would start. People in the stadium in the section would rise up and sit down. And somebody adjacent to it would rise up and sit down. And it would go all around that stadium, people rising up and sitting down and riding. And it was a joyful experience. But I looked at it and I would say to my wife, you haven't seen anything yet. You wait until the hallelujah wave in glory is taking place. That redeemed people of God rise up 
and praise God for all that he has done. The hallelujah. Sin will not rise up a second time. The third hallelujah I want to mention is the hallelujah of the destruction of Satan. For more than 6,000 years, the devil has walked up and down this planet, causing destruction and chaos. 1 Peter 5, 8 says that we are to be aware and be sober-minded because the devil walketh about seeking whom he may devour. The devil is the instigator of all evil. The devil is behind tornadoes and floods and, and behind drugs and alcohol and cocaine and heroin, the breakdown of the family unit. The devil is behind it all. The devil is a bully. We hear a lot of talk about bullies. Well, the devil is the biggest bully. I know about being bullied. I grew up in New York. Now, don't hold it against me. <laughs> I grew up in New York. I know about bullied, being bullied in the morning, noontime, evening time. Bullies all over the place. Here, bully, there, bully, 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 bully everywhere. When we were children, I was nine years old, my brother, brother was 10. Every day we were bullied by a high school student, 18 years old. My mother would bring lunches for us, send us to school. The moment we stepped out of the door, the bully was there. And he would grab our lunch, go into our pocket, take our money, push us around every day. And there was no way that we were able to fight a bully that was older than us, stronger than us. We couldn't do it. The only defense that we had was the fact that I had an older brother who was in the United States Air Force. And every day he would take our lunch and every day he would take advantage of us. We would say, my brother's coming home. My brother's coming. And I guess we said it so much that he didn't even believe it. So oh, you don't have a brother. My brother's coming. But one day the doorbell rang and it was our brother. And we said, hallelujah. And he said, sit down, let me know what's been going on. Because he had been, we had been writing him and he had been writing us. I'm coming on such and such a day and such and such a time. So we told him about this bully. He said, all right, when you get up in the morning, I want you to go follow the same path you usually take. So we couldn't wait for the sun to come up. <laughs> and I guess that bully must have wondered what's wrong with them when he saw a smile on our face. We opened the door and walked out, and he grabbed us, and he said, I got you. And my brother said, and I got you. <laughs> and my brother put such a beating on him. 
that from that day forward, every time we went out, he just about bowed down. <laughs> now, I'm not just talking about him, but that old devil is a bully. He's stronger than us. There's no comparison that's trying to fight him and win him. But our one solution is to let him know that our elder brother's coming one day. I've got a brother that's coming. And every now and then, all we'd have to do is pick up the letter that he has sent to us. Our elder brother, Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Our elder brother says, hold on, I'm coming. He says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God. He said, I am coming. And when he comes, he's going to take care of that bully, the devil. By, uh, Ellen White says in the book, Great Controversy 673, in the cleansing flames, the wicked are at last destroyed, root and branch. Satan, the root, his followers, the branch. Satan's work of ruin is forever ended. For 6,000 years, he has wrought his will, filling the earth with woe and causing grief throughout the universe. Now God's creatures are forever delivered from his presence and temptation. The whole earth is at rest. The righteous, the righteous break forth in singing hallelujah. The righteous break forth in singing hallelujah. As the word of God says and that God is going to destroy, God is going to give the devil the devil. And the people of God will shout hallelujah, no more devil, no more sin, no more temptation, no more of his traps. Hallelujah, he's getting what he deserves. My brothers and sisters, if you're looking forward to the day when the devil will be destroyed, can I hear you say hallelujah? hallelujah. The next hallelujah and the final one that I want to mention is the hallelujah of standing on the sea of glass. One of these days, we're going to stand on the sea of glass. My brothers and sisters, listen. This world has not seen the last of Jesus Christ. This world has not seen the last of Jesus Christ. The first time he came as a babe in a manger. But the second time he's coming as king of kings. The first time he came only a few people saw him. The second time, the Bible says, every eye will see him. The first time, he rode on a donkey. But the second time, he's going to ride on a white horse. The first time, he came to die. 
The next time he's coming to raise the dead. The first time they put nails in the palm of his hand. But the next time he's coming with a sharp sickle in his hand. The first time only a few angels came with him. But the Bible says the next time all of the angels in heaven are coming back with him. The first time the devil tried to destroy him. But the next time he's going to destroy the devil. I'm looking forward to that day. And if it is your anticipation to see the destruction, the annihilation, and the elimination of the devil himself, then the people of God ought to say hallelujah. hallelujah. I look forward to the first days on the sea of glass. Now look, it's been my privilege and my honor to go to the Augusta National, to go to the Masters twice. It was my privilege to go to the Masters twice. And the reason I got there, I pastored a member of the church who worked for the National. I couldn't get there myself. It was a five-year wait to get a ticket. But he told me, wait for me at such and such a time and such and such a place. And he had a jacket for me to put on. He said, just follow me. And it was the most beautiful place that I had ever seen. Dogwoods and azaleas and, and the rosebuds. I mean, I understood why people craved to get into the masses, the most beautiful place. And I had a chance to walk beside some of the greats like Jack Nicholas and Tom Watson and Ernie Els and Tiger Woods and Arnold Palmer and see some of the, the tremendous competition there. As a matter of fact, I even had the privilege of going into the green room. And the green room, you don't get in. That's where the green jackets are. And they open the closet to see the green jackets. And when the person has been victorious, they put that green jacket on. I saw the green room and the closet where it's brought out. The only reason I was able to do that is because the brother that I pastored opened it for me. But you know, one of these days, that, that was nice. But one of these days, and I look forward to it, Jesus is going to say, just stay by me as he ushers me into the kingdom of God. We are not saved by works or by anything of our own. We are saved by grace through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And as we stay close to him, he'll get us in. And what a marvelous day it's going to be. Oh, what a day. A hallelujah day. No more sickness. No more sorrow. No more tears. No more crying. No more heart attacks, no more cancer, no more wheelchairs, no more ambulances, no more hospitals, no more restrooms, no more. A hallelujah time. As Ellen White says, those of us that have gone down with all of these deformities will come up in newness of life if we went down with one leg, we're coming up with two. 
You went down with a bad heart, you're coming up with a good heart. If we went down not seeing, we'll come up seeing. Regardless of what it is, and the people of God will say hallelujah. And above all of that, as the redeemed gathered round, all we have to do is to see Jesus hold up his hand, those nail-pierced hands. Hallelujah, we made it. Now, my brothers and sisters, I cannot explain all of the contradictions of this life. I cannot explain all of the intricacies and, and all of the problematic issues that we face. I cannot explain why bad things happen to good people, and I cannot explain all of these, these contradictions. But one thing I know, and that is one day, evil is going to bow down before God. One day, all that is wrong will be made right. One day, pain and death will flee away. I know that. One day, the load of sorrow will be lifted and the clouds will roll away. One day, the sun will shine again in an unclouded day. One day, we will see the king in all of his glory. One day the first will be made last and the last will be made first. One day when darkness has turned to light. One day when we have drunk the last cup of suffering. I know that. One day when the crooked places have been made straight. One day when the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. One day when the lame man shall leap as a heart and the tongue of the dumb shall sing. One day when the wolf and the lamb shall eat together. One day when the trumpet is going to sound and the dead in Christ will rise first and we will see our loved ones again. One day there'll be no more sorrow and no more sickness and no more cancer and no more heart attack and no more rheumatism and no more funerals and no more pain and no more separation and no more temptation and no more devil and no more trial and no more tribulation when the victory is won we'll understand it better by and by one day Jesus is going to come back again and if you are looking forward to that day can I hear you say hallelujah? hallelujah hallelujah come back Lord even so come Lord Jesus Jesus led me on. 
God. Jesus led me all the way. He led me step by step each day. As I lay my burdens down, that Jesus led me all the way. And hither to my Lord has led. Today he guides each step I tread and soon in heaven it will be said that Jesus led me gentlemen in the closing moment of this service I I want to interject something here and that is to parents mothers and fathers and grandparents don't ever give up on your children I don't care how far they have strayed don't ever give up on your children God is in the saving business and he knows how to save. Yes. Let me just give you, you a personal experience. When my wife and I are in evangelism, as every evangelist, we go ahead and try to find a place to live. And we were called to Memphis, Tennessee to do evangelism. And we went there and found an apartment and the person promised us, the manager promised us that we will have this apartment on the first floor. We had a lot of equipment to carry. Well, the day of evangelism, we went and she said, no, I'm sorry. We thought the people were going to move, but they are still here. The only apartment that we have available is on the top floor. So we had to go up and down, up and down. I'm given this for a reason. And one day, as we were coming down, my wife met the lady on the top floor, conversed with her, invited her to the meeting. Make a long story short, she was eventually baptized. Now listen, that lady on the top floor, we didn't know it. 
but she had a grandmama in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, who was praying, Lord, send somebody to save my grandbaby. Send somebody. The Holy Ghost heard that grandmama's prayer, yes. told that woman on the first floor, don't you move. Don't you move. I've got to answer a prayer on the top floor. And so we didn't get the first floor on the top floor. And the Holy Spirit knew that there was a grandmother praying for her grandbaby. Lord, bring her back to Sabbath school. Bring her back to the church. Bring her back, bring her back. And God heard and answered that prayer. Mother, don't ever stop praying for your children. God is in the saving business. Would you stand with me today? I dare not close this service without giving somebody an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. Somebody here whose mother, whose grandmother, loved ones have been praying for you. You may have fallen in the category of once walking with Jesus, but you fell by the wayside. And the Holy Spirit led you to this particular service because he knew that some loved one was praying for you. And so in the quietness of this room, without any fanfare, there may be somebody whose mother and grandparents are praying for you. You're not a Christian. You once walked with the Lord, but you strayed away. And now is the time to come back. And so sing that chorus again, that song. And as my wife sings, I want to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. By coming, the pastors here in the front, by coming down the aisle, give your life to the Lord and give your hand to the pastor. We know what to do. Is there a man, woman, boy, girl without any fanfare, without any hesitancy whatsoever? That's right. As I lay my burdens Jesus. That Jesus led me all the way. Now, parents, if you would like for us to join you in prayer in behalf of your children or grandchildren that you are praying for, just raise your hand and we would be more than happy to join. Father, you see our hands and you see our hearts. You know the burden on our hearts for our children and grandchildren and loved ones. We place them in your hands, the hands of the Holy Spirit. Do what only you can do and that's save. Thank you, we must have the Savior with us for we dare not walk alone. We must feel his presence near us. 
for his arms around us thrown. Oh God, dismiss us, but never from this, your house and your presence. In Jesus' name, amen.